Hi everyone, and welcome into INE Live. Thanks for joining us for another episode. I'm your host, Katherine Brown, and today we're diving into the high stakes world of healthcare and cybersecurity, a very hot topic right now. And we're talking about this in part because there was another high profile cybersecurity attack that really is sending shockwaves throughout the healthcare industry. A children's hospital in Chicago this time is at the center of this damaging, costly, and really life-threatening cyber attack. Worldwide, healthcare remains the number one industry targeted by cyber attackers with 173 attacks last year alone. That's according to data compiled by INE's uh, cyber threat intelligence team and instructor Alexis Ahmed. More than 365 million records were compromised during that time, which represents a 22% increase over 2022. So this is a threat that is here. It is persistent. It is growing. That's still only a portion, a small portion of the more than 1.2 billion records that were exposed in all corporate attacks in 2023. So big issue here, big problem. This is something that is plaguing uh, really all industries, healthcare in particular, uh, at the center of what we're talking about today. So in the face of these unprecedented challenges and seemingly endless onslaught of attacks, we wanted to talk solutions. And so we're bringing in INE Defensive Security Instructor, Brian Olaf today to talk about this and really to talk about some solutions to what's going on. Brian, uh, you spent nearly a decade working as a cybersecurity analyst and manager for a large South Carolina-based healthcare organization. Uh, Brian has had a front row seat to the growing cybersecurity challenges faced by the healthcare industry in particular. And Brian, I know you're really passionate about strengthening defenses for this critical industry. So really appreciate you being here with us today. Of course, happy to be here, Catherine. All right, let's start off just, just I, I gave you a setup kind of with those numbers there, but um, let's dive into a little bit more how vulnerable the healthcare industry is right now when we compare it with other industries. When it comes to cyber attacks, uh, healthcare has always been one of those very vulnerable industries. And part of the reason is just because of the nature of healthcare. The, the purpose of it is to, you know, provide patient care. So you have the, you know, added risk that, you know, regular, you know, other industries will have the normal risks as far as lost revenue, lost reputation, things like that. But with healthcare, you have the additional risk of, you know, perhaps patients dying. You have that, that human healthcare aspect to it that adds to the risk of any sort of cybersecurity breach when it comes to healthcare. So that, that definitely ups the stakes for, ensuring that healthcare organizations and the industry as a whole is properly secured. Yeah, so that seems to lead right into why healthcare is such a hot topic uh, or hot target here because you know, they they because the stakes are so high, they really it would seem don't have room for negotiation. They don't have a lot of time. They it's critical that they get back uh online, right? They're they're not wasting money. They're 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 risking lives. Absolutely. And, and the, all, all attacks, especially ransomware attacks, have really been increasing over the past couple of years recently. And with healthcare, it's gotten a little, the perception of it and the numbers, you know, lead to this as well. It has gotten worse for healthcare, especially. Part of that reason is at the beginning of the COVID pandemic, attackers kind of as a whole just 
agreed that they weren't going to target healthcare organizations just because of the fact of the pandemic and because it would end up costing lives instead of just making the attackers money. But as the years have gone on, a lot of the ransomware groups and threat actors have kind of they've kind of gone back on that a little bit, uh, and a couple of them have even been encouraging the to you know attack uh, for profit healthcare organizations, kind of disregarding the the human safety aspect to it. So when it comes to healthcare. You know, they have that added urgency there to get their systems back online as quickly as possible so they can provide that patient care in a safe and effective manner. Unfortunately, there have been ransomware attacks that have resulted in uh, the loss of life before at hospitals. So that's really the, the main goal of any healthcare organization when they're trying to recover from any sort of a cybersecurity incident, especially ransomware is really to just get their systems back online as quickly as possible in order to you know continue to provide that patient care the way it's really needed one thing that really surprised me and and you probably uh maybe this won't surprise you but i think people who are outside of the the in you know very plugged in cybersecurity realm um maybe surprised at how well organized these ransomware uh groups are i mean they have rules they have recruiting methodologies they th these are not just kind of one-off people sitting in a basement doing these are incredibly organized um almost like corporations oh yeah they're they're incredibly organized they have you know specific rules of engagement they have you know lists of targets that they will and won't attack lists of industries that they will specifically target lists of industries that they specifically will refuse to target and with the introduction of what's known as ransomware as a service, it's essentially become almost a, a I mean, it has become a very profitable business for these ransomware operators. They're, they, their, their whole goal is to make money off of these cyber attacks. And one of the reasons that the number of attacks has been increasing so much is because less and less organizations are actually paying the ransomware. So for these ransom operators or ransomware operators, in order to maintain their profitability as a business, that means they have to scale up the number and the intensity of the attacks and kind of increase the stakes for the people who are victims of these attacks to, you know, encourage them to, you know, encourage is kind of a, a loose word to use there, uh, but to, to get them to pay the money because they are operating these, these ransomware organizations and these threat actors as a business. So we've established that healthcare is, is, you know, a hot target, high stakes. What is standing in the way of healthcare organizations being more secure and more able to defend themselves? A lot of the same things that a lot of organizations are seeing. Number one that I, I think is really affecting it is going to be budget and where that budget is allocated. Technical cybersecurity cyber controls aren't really the cheapest thing to implement. So you have to, you know, you have to have the money available in order to implement these effective technical controls. And then it's also a constant fight between the defenders and the attackers to see who can have that leg up to ensure the security of these organizations. So budget being one of the, the primary ones, 
Um, the other one is, is skilled professionals. There's, there's not necessarily a shortage of cybersecurity professionals, but it's a matter of allocating, just like the budget, allocating the people and getting them properly trained in order to recognize what these new threats are, how to respond to these threats, and how to properly defend their organizations. So budget and training, I would say, are, are really two of the biggest issues besides just that constant back and forth battle between defender and attacker. Right. Um, all right. So, so let's tackle the first thing that you said, budget, right? That's, a, that's an issue that probably plagues every single business uh, on the planet, right? You've got a certain amount of budget and you've got to allocate it in the right way. How should healthcare organizations prioritize their budgets when it comes to cybersecurity defenses um, so that they are maximizing the impact of, of their defense? There's unfortunately not really one specific answer that's going to apply to everywhere. So the first thing any organization needs to do is perform that risk analysis to see where their biggest threat is going to be. It's going to depend on, you know, what their infrastructure looks like, what their systems look like, what their, you know, specialty is when it comes to healthcare, you know, specifically. So performing that analysis and trying to figure out where the biggest impact can be made, what the current attacks are. So if, for example, you know, ransomware being one of the biggest ones, how is, you know, what type of ransomware is the most prevalent right now? And, and how is that ransomware coming in? And, and what is our, the organization's exposure? Where can they improve? So that's that's one of the biggest parts. The other part is then just spending that money in the proper manner. So after identifying where the deficiencies are in their security, you know, infrastructure, getting the proper security controls and making sure they have the proper staff. So that's the other part of that budget coming in is making sure the security teams are properly staffed and not just the incident responders, but the, you know, defensive engineers, the security administrators, the one that's the ones that go through and make sure that the systems are as secure as possible while also still making sure they're usable. So kind of, you know, preventing the attack before it even occurs is a lot of the a lot of the places where I see a lot of organizations are a little bit deficient, not securing the the systems before the attack occurs. A lot of organizations do have, you know, decent incident response capabilities. And if not, they, you know, there's plenty of third party providers they can contract with, but making sure that budget is going to the proper controls and the proper people to make sure their organizations are secure. And then with those proper people, then making sure those people are trained uh, and trained well to be able to defend their specific infrastructures. So where where does training come into this in terms of how critical it is, not only to have people who are trained, but then to keep that training going? IT systems and, uh, you know, properly securing them is one of those kind of moving goalposts kind of things. The the training needs to be ongoing. There's always new threats coming out. There's always new vulnerabilities being released and discovered and new ways to exploit all kinds of systems. So 
the training needs to be ongoing, whether it's training on specific systems that, you know, an organization may have training to make sure that, you know, people are, are well-versed in efficient and quick incident response procedures. Uh, so that, that training is, is really going to be an ongoing process. In addition to the training of their security professionals, there's a whole other aspect to to training, and that's making sure that, you know, employees, users are properly trained to be able to recognize not necessarily a cyber threat, but even just something that maybe even looks or sounds suspicious. So you have the the security professional training, but you also have the user training that organizations really need to focus on as well. Email is one of the main ways that a lot of threats get into an organization because, you know, if, if a technical control misses a malicious attachment or a malicious link in an email, if the technical control misses that, there's only one more thing sitting there between that threat and the organization being compromised, and that's the person clicking on the link in the email. All right. Uh, obviously, this is a problem, a, a challenge that is is going to stick around. Brian, I appreciate you sharing your thoughts on on uh, you know giving us some context for what's going on in the healthcare industry as it relates to cybersecurity right now, and um, you know pointing out some solutions that that healthcare industries can do. Um, appreciate you being with us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, that is going to wrap things up for INE Live. We have a white paper uh, on our website. We'll go ahead and post it in the comments today regarding uh, more ways that you can strengthen your defense, whether you're in healthcare, whether you're in another industry, you can learn about how advanced training programs can help equip uh, different organizations to safeguard your uh, data amidst the threats that all industries are facing right now. So we're going to put that white paper in the chat. Uh, and second of all, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate uh, your time. Again, appreciate Brian joining us. That's going to do it for us. Have a great day.